Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, it is my privilege to have a very successful businessman and industrialist and an author with me. Ajay Podar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Ajay is from IIT. He's a businessman with multiple businesses from concrete products to LPG. He's the founder of Environics, a radiation management practice for correcting natural and man-made radiations to improve health of people. And most importantly for me, he's an author. I have a lot of respect for people who write. So Ajay, delighted to have you on the show. Let me start with saying, what would you say are the three key milestones in your career? Well, I think one was that even before I began my career, I was, I told my father after I graduated from IIT that before mm -hmm. he had a factory and I said, before I went, want to get into business, mm -hmm. I want to go for a business trip to Europe mm -hmm. and UK for, and a leisure trip for about three months. Okay. So I prepared for it for about two, three months, fixed up appointments with very large corporations and things like that. Right. As they were kind enough to give me time mm -hmm. and of course traveled my way around. So I think that gave me a lot of confidence and I learned how that, you know, I was dealing with people, I was sitting, knowing nothing about the subject I was talking about. Okay. With directors who were in their 50s and 60s, so for a 20 year old to hold your own against them, right. gave me a lot of confidence. Wonderful. So that I would call as a kind of a milestone mm -hmm. and then I <clears throat> so I put then I began my career there was a factory which my father had set up mm -hmm. for making pre-stressed concrete poles right and then I developed concrete sleepers in that and then I had an opportunity to set up my LPG uh, manufacturing plant mm -hmm. so the key thing there was that I worked with workers. I had 200 workers in the concrete plant and another 150 workers in the LPG cylinder manufacturing plant and I knew each one of them by name. Okay. And I think I must have been to about 10% of their homes in their villages, seen okay. how they live, welded with them, poured concrete with them, kind of worked with them. Okay. And it also gave me an opportunity to dabble with technology. So trying new things in those industries which were not prevalent then Correct. and succeeding in many of my experiments, so to say. Wonderful. So, so this yeah, is sure. the other one I remember. Uh -huh. And the third I would say was that I set up a brand called Suvida. Uh -huh. I, I was in the LPG manufacturing. So we were the first private company to start LPG bottling and distribution in India. I see. And at one point of time, that brand had about 8% national recall. I so, remember the brand, yeah. Yeah, so actually what happened was that we were competing with the big boys like SR, like Shell, like Mobil, mm -hmm. with, our, with very meager resources. But we managed to hold our own for some time, quite some time. Okay. So that was, I would say, would be a milestone. Terrific. Mm -hmm. So let's move on and let's talk about your... Uh, new passion which is environics yeah uh, tell me about this venture so actually what happened was that my unit my cylinder manufacturing unit became 
a VIFR unit, sick unit, because of overdue payments and stuff like that. And people told me that it's wrong, all wrong as per Vastu. Mm -hmm. So I said, as an engineer, I'm not ready to say ki you know, you make a pit there and you make a race thing there and everything will be all right. Uh -huh. So I became curious, but so I wanted to say that if Vastu was the science of architecture, I want to know the whys of it rather than the what. So I went into the traditional masters and I sat with them with translators and understood the whys of the science, mm -hmm. not the what. Okay. Also, I was going to Europe for a long for my some of my collaborations, and I came across this phenomena of geopathic stresses and ground energies and instrumentation to detect that. Okay. So, using traditional knowledge and modern uh, science, we funded a lot of universities, and we did a lot of research. So, it was more of an interest and a passion. Right. And then we, when we found we wanted initially to disseminate this knowledge to architects and Vastu practitioners so that they can use it and build better homes or better factories or whatever. Right. But they were not interested. They were largely client-led. Mm -hmm. So we then formed this enterprise and there was an architect, Manisha, who's also mm -hmm. a director in our company. She came along. She was interested in similar subjects. Right. So that's how it began. Hmm. And uh, then, of course, we got people to work for us. I used to run an NGO in the hills in the Garhwal region where, uh, with my cousin Pawan. And we got some people to come from there and said, do you want to become city peons or you want to learn something new? So we started small and validated what we did. And so tell me, you know, you said that you're using uh, traditional knowledge with a lot of learnings from current periods, hmm. uh, what exactly do you do in terms of environ in environics? So in environics, what we do is that we look at the natural energies of the earth okay. and many of them are disturbed because they are disturbed, the elemental balance is disturbed. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that uh, or the ground energies are not good. And we also have things called geopathic stresses. So these are natural phenomena which occur. And you may be surprised to know that about 20% of the Earth's surface mm -hmm. is affected by geopathic radiations. Okay. So uh, our ancients had ways of uh, detecting that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things which they did was that they observed where animals used to graze. Mm -hmm. And whole townships, they would allow sheep to graze. And wherever the sheep would not eat grass, they would not they would know that this area is not fit for nice. habitation. Okay. Even in our villages right now, they say uh -huh. that gai ko bando or agar ghas kha jayegi to jameen shubh hai. I see. So, you know, it's so that was one learning and there was a lot of traditional stuff. We researched on forts, we researched on churches mm -hmm. and we found that they were built with these principles in mind. Okay. So that's where we started uh, and we learned a lot, so we didn't discard traditional knowledge as saying that it's not scientific. Okay. Because I think in the modern scientific way, we discard empirical knowledge. True. So what has been seen by thousands of years and thousands of times just can't be thrown. We need to validate it and see whether it works. So, you know, when you talk of geopathic radiation or emissions, hmm. what does it mean that, you know, uh, these this is harmful for people? Is it something that's linked to gravity? Is it something which is linked to the earth being denuded of its elements? Uh, so, does it harm us? 
yes geopathic uh, stresses are harmful so that's what when i said that animals and children they are sensitive to it people are sensitive but we've lost our sensitivity we sold it to logic right so we don't we have I must have a reason for everything so True. what happens is they are and they occur because of two three things one is very concentrated mineral deposits like coal or iron ore so you will find in that coal and iron ore uh, those areas people fall sick more often mm -hmm. and it's not just due to coal dust or iron ore dust secondly there are underground water streams okay. so these are really the veins of the earth they are cavities under the earth mm -hmm. so when the earth's magnetic flow is disturbed when it tries to come to the surface mm -hmm. so that is a geopathic region and the third is there is something called hartman lines so these are very thin lines 1 mm thick mm -hmm. which run north south east west so there are three kinds of grids they form grids so they have grids 5 meters apart 10 to 12 meters apart and 18 meters apart which varies of course because of the topography so if you are on top of them then you are affected otherwise you are not i see i see which means that this is really some kind of uh, a science which you have been able to evolve out of what we traditionally look at vastu or vastu or feng shui or something so is it is a uh, you see vastu and feng shui these are also cultural aspects depending on the shape of our land and things like that but in the ancient vastu principles this the knowledge of geopathic stresses was there mm -hmm. but it's not been recorded and there are no ways of measuring it Okay. so even today what happens is what we've tried to do is that we've been we only use those things which we can scientifically validate mm -hmm. so we use instrumentation and with the instrumentation we see the before and after okay. so maybe as per the vastu principles you may have a vastu perfect house but the energy is maybe bad right so you have to explore why there can be many other reasons so we have a checklist our engineers go it's not an individual consultancy based model it's like making cement or steel anywhere there is a protocol and people follow that protocol and do the work and so, validate the results so let me ask you a, a question i mean supposing i'm sitting i mean in my house which has been built and after i've spent all my life savings to acquire my house etc hmm. someone comes and tells me that this is the wrong location hmm. can that be corrected yeah that's our business so we don't ask anybody to even move a piece of move a chair or a table or a bed mm -hmm. we just say be where you are because we every energy so that's our business we have ways by which we survey and then we correct we have chips which we have developed mm -hmm. which change the nature of those energies or those energy flows mm -hmm. and the checking is done by checking the pulse rate of people before and after mm -hmm. And, and of course it has to be a large sample size it's not so valid for a home because your pulse rate can vary because of a number of reasons right but in a factory or in a office where there are sample sizes statistically significant thus hmm. we look at the health conditions of people and then we go back after a review for 6 6 months later okay so if we are able to uh, locate that health condition with the geopathic stress hmm. or with exposure to amr or whatever then uh, we look for improvement there interesting so i think one more question for environment environnex before i move further hmm. without giving names can you give me an example of the kind of stresses you saw in some with some people and how it got corrected 
so like our major success has been in uh, you know refineries we've done almost all the psu refineries we've done three international airports we've done steel plants so there what happens is many of these are process plants so the finished product in from one plant is the raw material of another and if something there is a breakdown then it affects the whole thing Correct. so breakdowns are very critical so what we saw in the course of our survey is that suppose you had six furnaces of the same make acquired in the same year mm-hmm. five would run okay one would break down and there wouldn't really be a technological reason mm-hmm. it happened in our own factories also before i knew all this mm-hmm. that we would send a pump for repairs and the supplier would say sir pata nahi i don't know what's happening we repair it every time i don't know why it breaks down mm-hmm. so 80% of the time we found that the correlation is with geopathic stress of these non technologically explained breakdowns so to mm-hmm. say so we were able to correct it and what we started doing was we looked at the breakdown record 6 months before mm-hmm. and 6 months after right and there is a lot of data out there same with people mm-hmm. attrition absenteeism so what we call as unlucky seats mm. in uh, certain offices Aye. that nobody is stable in this cabin or it's this Aye. seat Aye. so we found a lot of correlations and we started measuring everything mm-hmm. with data which is generated by the customer not by us so let's move to your book now mm. you know you've written a book which yeah. is empower yourself new life solutions for health and well-being yes tell me about this book so i was interested in researching on spaces in the 90s of course i did that to put right my own factory and things like that because it had become a bifr unit i was also i had contracted tuberculosis in 94 and i had done reiki at that time and i was able to cure myself in two or three weeks so i got interested in other healing systems and the instrumentation which we use now mm-hmm. and also i am a musician so i was i saw the healing power of music mm-hmm. and colors so there were many things which there was a lot of research and knowledge which i had acquired right and uh, there was a friend of mine called roina greval so she is an author of about 8 9 books about 6 of them were published by penguin mm-hmm. and in my conversations with her she said all this you are talking about should become a book so i said i have never written a book though i write some poetry and stuff like that but uh, so she took me to penguin and then we talked talked and i slowly wrote it chapter by chapter in my own time because i do my businesses mm-hmm. and then of course half the manuscript got stolen at paris airport oh with my laptop so i had to rewrite it Wow. so anyway it took about 4 years or so ah. so that's what so we've written about 11 chapters mm-hmm. so one is to do with rituals one is to do with colors one is to do with spaces one are the healing systems and various other things and put it together people said it could have been 11 books but we said let's start with one yes. so that's amazing you know this is talking to is such a revelation uh, for me because i mean i read about this but i didn't have any idea that this is such a such a major science that you have been working on and developing that's quite an amazing journey so you know when you talk about your book you talk of colors you talk of spaces mm. give me one or two examples of how you know how how colors can benefit me or affect me or how spaces can affect me 
so colors are you know actually there are the seven Correct. organs of the body and we also have the ancient chakra system which are the energy vortex is which is in the aura which is also called the ionic body right so these seven chakras relate to seven planets they relate to the seven vibhya colors mm -hmm. and they relate to the seven notes of music which is saregama padanisa mm -hmm. and they will relate to seven shapes square hexagon mm -hmm. it's you know it's all there so there are many many correlations so what happens is the common thing is that these seven things whether they are notes or colors or organs mm -hmm. they have the same vibratory frequency mm -hmm. so what happens is that our body certain parts of our body gets disease that means the vibratory frequency there is not optimum okay so colors can be used to restore that to resonate with that part of the body and to restore the vibratory frequency wow so this knowledge has been there traditionally we've been having colored water people have been talking from violet top to bottom but our further research showed that the colors displace themselves from the traditional positions because they are short so we call it a color deficiency i see so what happens is if you are deficient in one color i won't go into my detail but if you are deficient the immediate manifestation is that you crave for that color okay so you may be having 20 shirts uh -huh. but you will wear those two shirts which you of those colors maybe blue or yellow which you are deficient in because your body is trying to make it up amazing <laughs> that's such an amazing understanding for me so let's let's move to another part and you know you're you're a businessman and you started a, a company a lot of people will listen to you and me talking and they are startup entrepreneurs so i have a couple of questions for you on startups yeah the first question is that what are some of the basic mistakes a lot of startup entrepreneurs make see they give up too early i think okay i think people fail businesses businesses don't fail people hmm. and they base their plans on optimism right so either they don't have the required so they say this will happen that will happen you know they will hire some consultants who will give them a good story okay. you know all that so yeah. i guess it's good to have a mentor choose your mentors carefully and yeah and and as a as a, as a businessman who's come from the traditional family business hmm. to a new age business if i can call it that what is your view on a startup entrepreneur going solo or getting a co-founder see actually it's about making people as your partners mm. so i though i did come from a business family which has a tradition of about 150 years old but by the time i got into business our traditional businesses had got nationalized my father used to own coal mines mm. so i kind of inherited a plant which it was pretty much for me to run it the way i wanted of course without any business experience right so i'd been in engineering i was the first person probably in my community from calcutta who joined iit nobody knew what the hell it was all right. about right so i would make people as part so we had professionals always employed and we had always people we ran it in a professional way not like a family business like everybody else we draw salaries we do not do number 2 mm. so that was my discomfort with the businesses which i inherited because they dealt a lot with 
you know, things which were in short supply and there were very severe temptations to do certain things which I just resisted because, not because I thought it was right and wrong, but I just got better sleep. Amazing. Yeah. I've got a few questions now, personally for you. Uh, my first question is that, you know, after so much success that you've seen, where do you draw your inspiration from? I've been fortunate to have uh, in my life some very good mentors or gurus, not one. So I've not blindly followed anybody, but I've listened, had the pleasure of listening to and had their grace and my Reiki masters, my people from Sri Aurobindo Ashram and uh, Sri Ravi Shankar and many others. So some of their things, I think they've said the right things at the right time, which I've had the grace to internalize and understand. So I think that is one. And of course, second is to make, be very grounded, make the right, not believe that I, it is because of me that X, Y, Z is happening. But there is a larger consciousness. So if things don't happen, also you don't take it personally. Nice. Very nice. My next question is, what does success mean to you? Success means to me to see that I can make a difference to society. I can make change, bring some change in other people's lives. Success doesn't mean owning a Mercedes or owning a nicer flat or something like that. Correct. So to me, success is how I've been able to make a difference. And my, also my yardstick of success has been that I've been very averse to debt. And whenever I've had one or two of my businesses have failed, I've had debt. I've sold my personal assets to see that I don't owe anybody anything. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my barometer of success or what I can call where I've achieved success, I've not made a hell of a lot of money. But I don't owe anybody any money and nobody can tell me that I've cheated them. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's my... Terrific. My next question is, what would be three words that define Ajay? Three words. I would say perseverance, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't give up easily. Mm-hmm. And sincerity and passion. Wonderful. So Ajay, I have time for two more questions for you. If you were a role model to millions of children who closely followed your life choices, hmm. what is the one thing you would change in yourself? I had been a very careless person earlier, so I'd probably be more systematic and focused, I guess. Okay. Well said, well said, well said. And my last question to you, and this is in the context of the pandemic that we are all going through. How are you rethinking your life in the new world order? You know, our generation, and I think you belong to the same, uh, same generation. So we've seen a lot of changes in our life. We've, not, we've seen a lot of changed world orders. So I think, and there are, the pace of change is actually increasing rapidly. So what change we have seen in the last 20 years was much more than in the 50 years before. And I think what is going to happen in the last next five years is going to be more than what happened in the last. So I don't look at one chain and I don't look at 
COVID as a defining moment in the sense that partly I think it's a creation also of the press and many other things because if you look at flu or typhoid or tuberculosis, there are more deaths and nobody talks about that. So I would say that with change, as it comes, be ready if one is ready to adapt. And I think the more the world changes outside, the more we don't need to go within and find solutions from within. The solutions are not outside. That's what I believe. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I mean, I've learned so much in my conversation with you. I wish Environix and everything else that you do lots of success. I just wanted to tell you finally that one of the things which we want to do is to reach 100 million, touch 100 million lives by 2023 as far as a goal is concerned. Of course, there are personal goals also. But, and we want, would like you to be a brand ambassador for that. To help Happy, to be. Happy to be there. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.